With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I recorded the eighth episode of Women of My Generation, my guest Sophia came up with the idea to make the most of our time in the studio, and more specifically, to record a second episode where she interviewed me. The ninth episode is therefore a bit different to the previous ones. Sophia asks questions about my ongoing project Women of My Generation, but we also talk about how I started working with combining art and activism. We talk about my passion for photography and how I got introduced to the feminist movement. We focus a lot on a project I started in 2016, which is called I Just Slipped. This photo series highlights domestic abuse and is a collaboration with Malmö Women's Shelter in Sweden. You can find the photos on my website, which is www.fannybeckman.com. In this episode, you'll hear me talk about what I want to achieve with the series and why I think it's still relevant. My name is Fanny Beckman, and this is Women of My Generation. I'm Sophia, um, and I am a friend of the wonderful Fanny Beckman, who is the amazing woman behind this podcast, Women of My Generation. We're going to do things a little bit differently in this episode. So I feel very passionately that we need to hear all about Fanny. So I've asked her if she would let me interview her this time and she can tell us all about um, herself. Hi, Fanny. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, good. <laughs> How does it feel? Works. It feels good. Yeah. It feels really good. I mean, we just recorded your episode yeah. as well. So obviously you're a close friend of mine, so I'll have... You know, you have all my trust. And I, yeah, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> what a privilege to be able to introduce everyone to you. So if you could tell us a bit more about yourself, that would be great. Yeah, of course. Um, so as you might know, I've said it a bit before, but not that many times. I'm originally from Sweden, mm-hmm. but I moved to the UK, to Brighton, three and a half years ago. Um, because I kind of just needed a change and I always wanted to live in England. I thought that I would move straight up to London, actually, (laughs) because in, you know, that's what you know when you live abroad. It's London, you know, it's very centralised, England to London, I think. But then there's so much more, obviously. And I started by going to uni at Brighton, um, what Sussex Uni, actually, um, where I studied English academic writing, Mm-hmm. 
And then I just fell in love with Brighton and decided to <laughs> go back after spending some time in Sweden doing Christmas. And I thought that I would do like work in retail or anything yeah. like that. Just I just really wanted to be in Brighton. Yeah, but, don't um, we all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I ended up staying there for three and a half years up until now when I, two weeks ago, I moved up London I know you left me <laughs> no it's fine I've got you today <laughs> yeah exactly you came up here I know exciting <laughs> yeah um but yeah I'm I'm really enjoying living in uh England and now at the moment I'm trying to focus even more on my photography yes because uh, it's such a big part of my life um and also I'm really enjoying doing this podcast and meeting yes. new people and combining uh, photography with my podcast with the, with so this, exciting yeah it's like a multimedia project uh, uh-huh. of women of my generation I think this is a, the most perfect extension of you um, I was saying to you earlier about how I think you are similar as a photographer as someone who has been shot by you in the mm. past you're similar as a photographer as you are to an interviewer because you are so wonderfully encouraging and gentle of taking people on their journey you know whether you're behind the camera or you're behind a microphone um so it's wonderful to see you doing these things thank you well that obviously means a lot to hear because <laughs> uh, I mean this project is so much more than just the photography because you know when I first started I wanted to question beauty standards and that's Mm. want to do but I realized how much it is about the conversations behind the photos as well um because the emotion isn't it it is and like I said to you before it's so much you know our experiences are so our experiences that's wow that was a difficult word to say (laughs) (laughs) but we share so much and um I think we don't even realise how similar we are as women and, you know, what we've been through with our bodies and, you know, with female friendship, with family relationships. We have so much in common, but we don't talk that much about it. Mm -hmm. Or um, in some extent we do, but when it comes to showing yourself vulnerable and, and, you know, admit that you are insecure in some ways. Yeah. Um, because we are yeah we all are and and we all are in so many similar ways yeah exactly and I feel especially as you know a feminist and someone who I think you know the word being a strong woman is Mm. it's a bit problematic sometimes because then I've struggled with that that yeah I'm considered being a, a strong woman but that's does that mean that I can't show myself vulnerable yeah which I've now understood that it really doesn't because when I show my emotions, then other people will think that I'm brave for doing so. Yes. Then I'm even more stronger to use yeah, that Yeah, it's just getting stuck in that same patriarchal-like dichotomy of strong versus weak, of yeah. emotion versus, I don't know what the mm. other one's supposed to be, anger, exactly. because it's still an emotion. Yeah, but. yeah, but that's like the male emotion. Yeah. And again, um, the female... Um, expressions uh, and Mm -hmm. that's always considered less worse um, yeah and has been for a long for a long time 
And that's what I want to change by mm -hmm. having these kind of conversations. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> that was kind and of And you're doing yeah. you're doing a great job. Um I've yeah. really enjoyed listening to them all so far. Um but in our quest to know a little bit more about you yeah. and what brought you to wanting to do this. Yeah. Um first first and foremost, I've known you as a photographer. Yes. And a fantastic photographer. And I would like you to let us know, you know, how did you get into photography? So I got my first camera when I was four years old. Um, obviously, um, a very small one. Yeah. <laughs> like, a small hand. <laughs> a film it. one. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, my dad has always been into photography. So I've always been encouraged to do to do that. Um, so I'm so used to having a camera up my face all the time. Um, <laughs> and um, so I just played around with it and it became a big part of my life. I mm -hmm. um, I always brought my camera to school, you know, when we went out school camps and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I was always the one with the camera. <laughs> Be um, the group photographer for exactly, all your friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've done, done it all. I've you know, shot flowers and going down to the beach and yeah. you know, taking photos of sunsets and all of that. But then eventually in my teens, I realised that, no, it's portraits that I want to focus mm -hmm. on. Because, uh, again, it's a lot to do with me wanting to meet new people and yeah. to talk about these kind of things. and Connect with people. Exactly. Um, so I got my first DSLR when I was 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. For that, I've kind of borrowed my dad's, um, but that was a big thing for me. That I and you know I started to do online courses about photography. Great, um, but I wasn't sure if that was something that I could focus on, or if you know if okay. it was if I could build a career as a photographer because uh -huh. it's a creative industry and yep. <laughs> lots of people think like oh yeah that's a great hobby but what are you actually going to mm. do what are you going to earn your money from um so after so I didn't do media or anything like that on college okay. or at college but after that um after college I decided so no I'm actually going to spend more time doing photography because it is what I love and yeah that's my big passion in life yeah. So I studied fine art photography in Sweden. Great. And it was an amazing year with just focusing on, focusing only that because it was in a tiny, tiny little village in Sweden called Gamlebu. And uh, there was nothing else to do but to spend time in the studio and editing and you spend time with like-minded people and it was so creative and also I had my first exhibitions. Oh, wow. Um, which, yeah, I've realised at that time that I... What were they like, your first exhibitions? It was really fun. It was group exhibitions. Was so it scary? No, not... It was a lot of hard work. And obviously yeah. I was nervous beforehand. Yeah. And, you know, printing, that's such a big thing to yeah. be able to see see work printed and not just on screens because it's such yes, a big difference color wise and and seeing oh, i actually made this and holding it proud. in your hands yeah for sure uh, <clears throat> and start to question what i want with photography mm -hmm. is it just the aesthetics or do i want like a message behind it because mm -hmm. uh, before that i was i thought that would was going to be a fashion photographer yeah you mentioned that yeah because that's so creative and i just saw an exhibition by Tim Walker at the V&A mm -hmm. and wow 
fashion photography is amazing yeah. when you have like all the resources that you might yes. not have uh, when That's you do fine art photography. But then on the other hand, it's a very pro- problematic industry, fashion. Yes. Um, as I think all of our listeners know, yeah. um, in terms of body image uh, and, um, you know, what is promoted and what is mm. is acceptable within the fashion industry. So Yeah. So what's your motivation now behind your photography with portraiture and capturing people? Mm. You know, obviously with fashion, as you say, there's, you know, it's problematic. There are mm. issues there. Mm. What do you like to capture and achieve with your photography now i i focus a lot on combining photography photography with my feminist activism mm-hmm. it's pretty much what i do um also i do like headshots from time to time where it's uh, only like no message just like photos of people's yeah. faces um but last year i only did women of my generation pretty much yeah um and amazing project yeah i you know the first from january till march because i had actually had a deadline in march on international women's day yes of course that's when i first exhibited it um so that was great to have kind of a goal so every weekend i spent in different women's houses um taking photos of them in their underwear in their bedrooms um so that was a lot of fun and you know i just decided that I want to continue to yeah. do this so I still do it how was that experience how was your experience in the f- with the first person that you went and took a picture of them in their underwear in their bedroom going into their space yes. what was that like it's so intimate and um I was overwhelmed by how much all these women share their own experiences and what Mm. you know they are so open about how they feel about their bodies and that's always something that I want to talk about like sometimes before the shoot I talk to my models for two hours beforehand Mm -hmm. just talking about these kind of topics um because I I genuinely think that you can see in the photos if there's a good connection between the photographer and the model um I've had models being really, really anxious beforehand Mm. and then it's definitely my job to make them feel more comfortable because otherwise, you know, the whole point with this project is to make the women feel more secure and more confident, not just the women who see the photos and see the beauty and diversity, but also for the women who take part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been incredible to do it mm-hmm. and like I said I just want to keep doing it what was your motivation behind doing that particular project what were you looking to I capture was just, there with women yeah just fed up with uh, media's <laughs> um, you know beauty standards yeah. and the the need for perfection in a way yeah. and there's that's especially only... when you're in underwear or a bikini exactly. or you know bikini body all mm, of that mm. stuff and I think it was Alice Dumbo who said in the first episode that we are so not used to seeing women sitting down in the yeah. underwear which I, I hadn't even thought know, about me it either um but that's so true that in fashion magazines or in any lifestyle or whatever Instagram yeah. women always stand up because we are taught that that's the most flattering angle. Um, So I really wanted to 
question the beauty standards and also show that beauty exists in all forms, mm-hmm. uh, whether about um, body size or social economical background, sexuality, like yeah. anything. Um, and also as a young woman myself, I know how much impact media has on body image mm-hmm. and statistics shows the same. So this is my like contribution towards like questioning it and trying to challenge it and change yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so great. <laughs> yes. And it's such a great collection of images as well. I mm. feel very privileged to be a part of it. And I went and saw my portrait in my undies on my yeah. bed mm. in the feminist bookshop in Brighton. Yeah, and I yeah. felt so proud. Mm. And I came upstairs and I said to the person at the counter, oh, that's just, I'm that's me down oh, yeah. there. <laughs> and it was so nice. So thank you for letting, letting me be a part of that. Thank you for taking part um, of it. So obviously you are an activist mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, your feminism and your body positivity mm. and you know, saying fuck you to the fashion industry, yeah, essentially, yeah, right? Fuck you. But you're also an activist um, with domestic abuse charities. So if you could tell us about that. Yeah. So I started volunteering at the women's shelter in Malmo, where I'm from in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in 2015. Yeah, it was because it was after I graduated from my photography studies. Mm. And I had lots of time. I was kind of freelancing as a photographer and working part-time in a in a camera store. And then I had all this time that I wanted to do something meaningful with. And I'd been part of an um, organisation before, like during my college years, uh, which had, like, the aim with that organisation was to encourage women to, you know, to be more confident and... Yeah to understand their rights. Okay. So it was a group of us who met, I think it was twice a month, and just talked about human rights and mm-hmm. women's uh, place in society and just learning a lot. So that was a big wake-up call for me. I was 16 okay. at that point. Wow. <laughs> so that's, what was, that's when I started to call myself a feminist. So, wow, at 16? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I wish I started calling myself a feminist. I knew about it at 16. Mm. How amazing it would have been. It was still quite stigmatised at that point. Yeah. Um, but then, um, yeah, I just learned, you know, of course I'm a feminist. I, I believe in uh, women's rights and inequality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's hard because there's, again, so many prejudices surrounding that word yeah. and, and what it means. Um you know, have you seen that meme when people say, oh, oh, no, I'm not a feminist, I just believe in equality. It's like saying, uh, no, I don't like water, I prefer H2O. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> I just like to call it by a different name, even yeah, though it's exactly. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to uh, the women's shelter. Yeah. Um, so I've been, you know, learning about feminism and... Um, so I started to think, what can I do with all this time? I don't have much money, but I have a lot mm. of time. What can I do? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So I saw that this women's shelter were looking for volunteers. So I had to like apply for for a role there and I got Mm -hmm. interviewed um and then I was also trained so that when I got the when I was told that I um that you know wasn't allowed to be a volunteer I don't know how to put it okay Um, yeah yeah but um then I was trained there um and we talked about how to approach women who suffer from domestic abuse how how you can you know, support them in the best possible way. Um, so, yeah, I spent quite a lot of time there the following two years, um, both um, on the phone, giving mm-hmm. advice, but also, you know, um, taking care of kids because this charity also, they had different flats in Malmö, okay. so safe houses yeah. for women who had to um, to leave um, their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was very involved with them, but also mm-hmm. I collaborated with the um, head of communication at the women's shelter because of my experience as a photographer previously. Yeah. Um, so it was very mutual decision that we both said, oh, we could do something together with yeah. combining photography and raising awareness of yeah. domestic abuse. Because obviously these charities work a lot to... Um, to help people who are already suffering, but it's also yes. very important to prevent it from happening. To yeah, so people. not just a reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we created this photo series, um, but it's really tricky to do projects like this because obviously you don't want to put people in danger. Yeah, of course. So I decided to use other volunteers like myself at okay. the shelter as models and... I made that decision because I, first of all, didn't want to show the faces of the real victims. Of course. Uh, secondly, I thought it was important that the women in the pictures knew what domestic abuse was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't want it to be like um, theatre or anything like that. Okay. So um, we talked about different stories we've heard uh, during okay. this photo shoot. And also there was two makeup artists from the theatre in Malmo, mm-hmm. who helped us out. So we had, you know, loads of conversations with them before the actual shoot mm-hmm. um, to make it, you know, so they understood what it was about and so they could recreate the wound, the wounds that we've seen on the actual victims. Yeah. Um, so it was a really difficult yeah. day, that photo shoot. Um and I didn't tell any of the models to pose or how they should stand. Um, but when looking at the photos, you can really see the sadness in these yes. women's eyes because yes. we've all heard so many stories 
and it's horrible to know how common it is Mm -hmm. and to me it was important to raise awareness that it's there isn't a typical victim or a typical mm-hmm. perpetrator. It happens. It can happen to anyone, regardless of age, um, regardless of ethnicity or yeah. social background, class. It, it happens everywhere. Yeah. And that is really important that we know that so people who have the courage to open up, that they know that they will actually be believed. Yeah. There, there are loads of cases when you know, women speak up and they are met with saying, oh, not him, he's so nice. Yeah, and he, he's just he, doubt. Yeah, and he comes from a good background. Mm, and, and Like that even matters. Exactly, it really doesn't. And that's so important to talk about. Yeah. Um, so I've exhibited that exhibitions uh, quite a lot in Sweden mm-hmm. and a few times in, in England as well when I've talked about art and activism. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and it's a... It's a, at the same time, fantastic mm. um, set of photos. But like you say, it's very difficult yeah. to look at because you have captured it so well. Mm. But exactly because it's difficult is why we should be looking at yeah. it. Yeah, and it was really difficult to do it as well. And also afterwards, because it really affected my you know, ability to trust men. Okay. Constantly hearing all these stories. Yeah. Um, but again, I turned to photography to deal with most of my emotions. In okay, a way. I see. Um, so I started a, li- a small project that might continue called A Men I Trust. Yeah, I've seen a few of these mm. on your Instagram. Yeah, because I actually talked to um, the office manager at the women's shelter. I asked mm-hmm. her, how do you do this? I was only a volunteer. I wasn't even there every day. Yeah. She was. And I was like, how How are you able to trust men? Or how do you deal with deal with all these emotions that you must yeah. feel? And how, how, yeah, how do you leave it behind like a, exactly. at work? Because it's not just work. No, no. It? But she just said talking to people. And mm. when I was a volunteer, that was a big thing that we were always able to talk to each other and we could talk to um you know professionals at the shelter as well okay. and, and deal with whatever we saw uh, but after I've left it when you know moving to UK that was really hard that still having all these uh, knowledge uh, mm-hmm. and um about domestic abuse but not really knowing where to turn to yeah um so I talked to her about it and she said well you know surround yourself with men you actually trust because there are some really good guys out yeah. there and that's something like i have to work on yeah um it's a conscious yeah decision it is i don't want action exactly i don't want to dislike men or believe that all men have had of course not that's yeah. not good for yeah. me or them uh-huh. so it's something that i constantly have to work on yeah wow and I um I was wondering just going back to when you said you were trained um to obviously um help victims uh, or survivors of domestic abuse yeah. I was wondering if you might like to share some some ways in which for any of the, the people listening mm. um that are similarly um 
having to deal with that with close you know loved ones of theirs Mm. if you might have some I don't know how to say it not tips but Mm. advice on on how to talk to someone help someone who um, is experiencing domestic Mm. abuse Mm. I mean the key thing is listen yeah um and be there for someone it can it's again it kind of depends if it's a professional uh conversation or if it's a friend mm-hmm. um but it it's if it's someone who reaches out to you and mm-hmm. you know you don't have to ask them then listen and validate their feelings because yeah. often they don't think that uh, oh it's not as bad as it could be or you know there's different kinds of violence so it's not just mm-hmm. physical it's psychological it's sexual yeah, of course economical when you know your partner has control over your money so you mm-hmm. literally can't leave them because you don't have any money there's so much uh involved um so you know validate their feelings um yeah. and because often they're like oh i don't know don't know if I can talk about this or I don't know he's not that bad and it's not that bad and because it's something that happens gradually yeah you know it's very uncommon that you are together with someone who's horrible to you from day one they can be really really super friendly but then start to slowly manipulate you Mm -hmm. um so also it's you know not being afraid of saying this is what you are going through. Like, this is actually abusive. Yeah. Um, As as someone outside of the situation who can assess it maybe a little more clearly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because sometimes they might not come to you and say, oh, I'm experiencing domestic abuse. That's very uncommon. Yes, of course. It's just like something feels a bit wrong. Um, So not being afraid of saying, like, this is this is not what it should be like yeah um listening and if you know where they could turn to Mm. uh, that they are women's shelters um yeah both in england and sweden Uh, and also if you don't want to take the step that big step there you can just call a call a phone number and Mm -hmm. talk you don't even have to say your name okay just to talk to someone who's a professional yeah um and it's a big thing just believing them and saying like yeah yeah i I believe you so they can believe themselves exactly okay because that's a big fear that's really great advice thank you now you've also um you also went to speak at the parliament in sweden yes Yes, i I believe Mm. um which was also related to your activism with domestic abuse yes it was so that was actually in two 2017 and winter november i think it was yeah um so yeah that was a big thing obviously um look at the smile on your face as you're about to talk about this (laughs) it was an amazing moment yeah it was um not that i could understand mm, but to see you mm, in parliament speaking mm, um so i both showed my photos there and we invited some politicians and we had a seminar as well so the women's shelter of malmo and then uh the uh, nationwide uh, organization as well they had mm-hmm. um, people speaking there 
Um, it was very, very emotional. I'm sure. Um, lots of people got very personal and shared their own experiences because, again, it's so common. Uh, so if you're in a room with 50 people, there will be loads of people who have experienced yeah. it th- themselves. So loads of people cried. Um, and then I got to speak at the end of it as well, talking about my project, but also where why I got involved in the sense that I had so many friends who had mm-hmm. experienced it and I started my speech by saying I feel lucky not having experienced it. Yeah. And that is so bad that I feel lucky. Yeah. That's it's a human right not to experience yeah, it. Yeah, it's not luck. No, yeah. it's not. It shouldn't happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah really glad that I had that opportunity to go there and the day after we actually had a school class coming to see the exhibition as well and we talked to them and there there were some girls who there and then realized that oh shit I've actually oh my goodness experienced this myself how old how old were the Um, class teenagers yeah um, maybe 16 17 yeah because um, again, it can be really difficult to realize that um, that you have been a victim mm-hmm. of domestic abuse. That it's not just physical, but so much more. It's a lot to do with control, mm-hmm. um, power, isn't it? Power, power, and control. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, but but yeah, by spreading awareness and talking about it, women in particular will know their own rights in yes. a way and you know realizing their self-worth yeah yeah and feel empowered enough to make some change even if it's just within their own minds mm. yeah for yeah. sure yeah which is so, like it's really difficult to you know, people say oh why don't you just leave but there's so much down to it's just not so, that simple. no no it really isn't um and not just in terms of people who have family that that's an a different level that's obviously really difficult when there's children yeah. involved but also thinking again you normalize it you don't see it as a problem maybe yeah and you are taught that you aren't worth more yeah that's what you deserve and and that partner is usually very kind sometimes and say, oh, I'm so sorry, this mm. will never happen again. And if you actually love that person, then it's really difficult to yeah. leave, even though you might deep down know that you deserve better. Mm. Yeah, but it, it takes it takes so many things to be able to step into doing something about the knowing that you... Yeah, you have uh, to be knowing that you yeah. deserve better, mm, isn't it? You have to be so brave. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of courage and and bravery and just yeah. Oh, yeah it's it's a, a deep topic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really difficult to think about, um, but also so necessary to think about. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're doing is great, um, and everything that you've done, everything that you're doing just has got so so many 
powerful emotions behind it. You're really doing fantastic work. Thank you. It means a lot. And I'm so happy to be able to share you, <laughs> my amazing friend Fanny, with the rest of the world. So thank you so much thank for you. doing this and chatting to me and chatting to us all about you and why you're doing the things that you're doing thank you you for taking this role (laughs) (laughs) it feels really nice to be able yeah to be able to interview you my friend i'm really really happy to thank you Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.